here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I'm so thankful to my patrons over at patreon.com slash bsmpod. And I'm also very thankful, so, so thankful this holiday season for having two wonderful people who have come into my life this year in 2021. We have Petra and Legs. And if you're watching on YouTube, we actually have some plushies as well. We got a Kirby, we got a Pikachu, we got a Puff. Just something for the audio listeners if you want to venture onto the YouTube side of things, something to look at. Uh, while I also talk to the plushies, but I'm also talking to Petra and Legs, two amazing people all the way up from Nova Scotia, excuse me. And I want to talk about Slippy Sauce. I want to talk about Legs Tournament. Is it Le Legs Tournament? Is that what the L.E. is for, Legs? (laughs) Yes, it's Legs Lay Tournament. Legs Lay Tournament. Excuse me. I reversed the order. That's totally my bad. But there's it it involves so much more than that we're going to try to cover everything that happened this year but just to start off Petra you want to introduce yourself a little bit you've been on the podcast before but it's been a while yeah uh my name's Petra that's that's my tag too uh I'm a melee player I mean Fox uh uh I I'm from Nova Scotia I I play and run tournaments here I'm at I'm an at play TO uh and that's about everything about me that that's the stuff i do most of the time and then legs why don't you introduce yourself uh my name is legs i'm petra's wife i'm a jigglypuff oh yeah that's important (laughs) (laughs) i'm a jigglypuff but i'm still really new i still only started playing this year to be like a practice partner for petra but now i play like four hours a day every day the grind is super real right now okay so this is a great spot to get started petra is the one who's been into melee longer and it's been only in this year legs that you've started to get into melee more your your origin story around games is about the game boy and the game boy advance or just the game boy oh no i'm really starting to mix myself (laughs) up but, just the Game Boy. I've always played just gray uh, cart Game Boy games. That's how I actually met Petra was that I was uh, a speedrunner and I found a leaderboard for a game I wanted to run, but there was only one other runner. And so I had to try to contact her first before I could take over the board. And then that's how I ended up meeting Petra. But yeah, we got married this year and she's always taken an interest in my hobbies. And I've reluctantly played Melee once or twice with her over the old delay-based net, uh, net play. Uh, when Petra was still living in the States and I was living here and I would just pick Kirby and spam down B. But after she'd been here for a few months and we were playing on the couch, I was like, I want to pick this up. I want to get at least good enough that I can be like, it's worth your time to play me. Because at first there's always going to be a skill disparity between someone who's been playing for a little while and somebody who's just brand new starting out. I mean, the few times that I've played on Netplay, I thought I was going to have a decent computer by now, but I have not. And I tried playing a little bit with you, Legs, about two months ago or so, I think it was. And I could barely I could barely keep up with you. You already by then had a really good understanding of how to play with Jigglypuff, really good understanding of how to space around, how to use your moves well. Basically, you had... I think a lot of basic essentials down even at that time. And I only, I only won one game. You beat me the rest of the time. So super shout outs to how much of a power up you've been making, but you probably felt a little bit of a skill disparity at first, certainly. So was it mainly just wanting to help Petra get better legs or did you want to get better yourself? What was the bigger motivator after you started to play a lot? 
So originally, like, I would have dropped this game so fast if Petra hadn't introduced it to me, like, just right. And so I ended up, like, being shown... A lot of the times when we would sit down to play, it wasn't even, like, the skill disparity was an issue because she wasn't bodying me. She was mostly just running around the stage and showing me different things. Um, but then, I don't know. The, honestly, the motivator after a few months was just that I like playing Melee. Kind of Getting better kind of came secondary to it. I just enjoy playing the game and so whenever there's a tournament happening or people to play i'm always like well let's play and then playing for four hours a day every day inevitably made me a little bit better oh absolutely oh it's really cool to hear that the primary interest behind playing melee is just the fact that you really really like the game and coming from a, a game boy background in particular and speed running is there any common theme that you like to draw between the two or do you enjoy how different they can be i actually tell people that uh, it still feels to me that melee is just like a subset of speedrunning. It just feels like you're speedrunning, but with somebody else at the same time. And so, since I had spent so many years, I think like part of what makes it easier for me to play so much all the time is that I spent. I think of it as just like speedrunning, and when you're speedrunning, like it's hard to be like upset about yourself because a run didn't like go well. You just do another run. And so when you're playing melee, if you lose, you just press start and you play another game. Um, but yeah, I still feel like there's a lot, a lot of overlap between melee and speedrunning. And I wouldn't have been able to play melee at all if I didn't like speedrunning hadn't taught me how to play games. Like the idea of like having to do like stuff within certain numbers of frames and stuff like that. Yeah. I was already like accustomed to the idea of like you have one frame to do this. And so um, I was accustomed to the idea of like tuning your hands into like specific frames and stuff like that. And so nothing felt like incredibly overwhelming or unreachable when I started, which was nice. That's really cool to hear. So Petra, for your part, the Slippy is such a big part of all of this, making it more possible to play not only people that are nearby on an okay-ish delay-based netcode. Now it's super nice, especially for, like I said, for connections that are somewhat close by, you know, give or take a couple hundred miles or so. I mean, you can even do the coast-to-coast -coast stuff or go from northern Canada or just Canada in general down to Florida, and it's possible. But the Slippy netplay just makes it all around so much better to go online, find either a quick opponent on unranked or to have direct connections. And then of course the doubles build, all the different all the different things like Team Acania or Diet Crystal and then the what is it what oh no. What is the other one called? But then you have all kinds of different options with, with Netcode now. Thanks to rollback, thanks to Slippy, so shout outs to Fizzy. But when that all started to happen, I feel like that's when you started to get a little bit more involved with the community as a whole. Am I wrong in saying that? No, yeah, you're right in saying that. So, like, I I've, I started playing in 2015. It's been about uh, six years now for me that I've been, like, you know, consider myself a part of the Melee community. And people always, like, drop in and out of it, stuff like that. And that's kind of what happened to me around, like, uh, 2017, 2018, 2019. Like I was definitely playing a lot in 2015 when I started and in 2016. And then I kind of took a break because the life stuff came up and I was just focusing on that a lot more. And so then uh, 2020 and uh, COVID and all that stuff. And so I just have a lot more free time because I was working a lot before then. So that's when I started like playing a lot more online 
it was pr basically right around when legs started playing online like we found out that there was a scene for melee in uh nova scotia so we were like well let's go see what that's about and i was very open to it because i was just like looking to play melee with anyone and then legs ended up you know coming along with me uh that's absolutely and, true shout outs to petra for bringing me along yeah she just like kind of started entering the same tournaments that i was entering and now she enters way more tournaments than me because she's pretty like uh she, she just likes playing melee a lot more than me i think like I'm a little, I, I have like a love-hate relationship with Mayla. Like sometimes it's just feels awful because I focus so much on trying to improve. But uh, yeah, I think from the beginning of uh, 2021 to now is when I've played the most Mayla. Like I've played like at least 13K games this year, just based on my slippy Ooh. files. <laughs> like I've played a lot more Mayla, and I think this is true for lots of a lot of other people too is that even if you played a lot of melee before quarantine you've played the most melee now because it's just so much easier you don't have to like set up a smash fest once or twice a week you can play like multiple hours a day and get in so many more games and also be able to get in not just games with people that are able to drive to you that are nearby enough to do that for something like house fest we're talking about people who are excited about playing or maybe not as excited about playing you get uh, a little bit of a wider canvas if you will of players so when it came to nova scotia stuff that was happening for slippy online events because there's the big stuff like east coast fridays and then and then there was the rollback rumble events i wanted to say rona rumble that's what it was before but then it renamed to rollback rumble there, there's the really big online events that are like that that are happening but then the locals that tried to adapt to running the quote-unquote like like local event but just online was frogs shout outs to frogs was frog part of all of this when you wanted to get more involved with nova scotia melee specifically this year so um, frog is definitely a big part of nova scotia melee he he goes to dalhousie university and he's been a big part of getting uh smash events to happen at dalhousie uh so he wasn't like he, he was wasn't directly involved with Slippy Sauce at first. It was this guy named Wrecked Off the Sauce, which is why it's named that. It's named after it has to do with his tag. So Frog, I don't know if he was directly involved with starting that, but he definitely helped with it, uh, and he still helps with it every week with the seating because I'm not great at seating tournaments. It's like a, it's an art seating tournaments well that I just have not mastered yet. Um, so yeah. Frog uh, has definitely been a big help, though. Even now, he's still at Dalhousie, and um, before this new variant of COVID was happening, he was in the process of getting weeklies to start back up at uh, the local university. Um, so yeah, it, he he was definitely a part. He, he's a he's very active in the Nova Scotia scene and the Atlantic Canada scene in general. So because I feel like so I didn't want to discredit you there, Petra, with saying that you were only involved with the melee community in more recent times but i think what i meant to say a better way to say it is like more like actively involved with smash twitter trying to be involved across not just the things that are directly in your backyard and your neighborhood but also just sort of like on a wider scale like it's it's a different version than what i've been doing because i try to talk to everybody from everywhere about melee on this podcast including yourself and that was a wonderful conversation but we 
we've, we diverged in terms of me. I, I do it through mostly content. You're doing it through entering NetPlay events and then starting to run NetPlay events and then starting to help other people run their NetPlay events. So that's what it seemed like to me. One highlight that we can spend as much time as you want to talking about is the Free Palestine NetPlay event. That was something that you had a hand in. So I feel like that was when I started to feel like that you were really popping off just in terms of I want to help out with projects and be able to make Melee a better, more welcoming place. I want to be able to say that I've helped out with amazing, cool projects like that. So do you want to sort of set the scene for and talk about that, that, uh, that event a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so w when when Netplay for Palestine happened, uh, it it was I had only been toing events for maybe two or three weeks, maybe maybe a month. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I started it. I, I started toing just from one morning. It was on a Saturday morning. I woke up and erect. The person who runs Slippy Sauce was like, "I can't do it," and everyone else was like, "I can't do it. I'm busy. I, I have stuff to do this weekend." So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna learn." Me and Legs woke up and I was like, I'm going to learn how to use Smash GG and set up a bracket and I'm going to run it today. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't enter that, that week because I was like, this is going to be a full time thing. Like I, <laughs> I have to give this my full attention right now. And so then fast forward two or three or four weeks, I see a random tweet um, that's from Venus, the person who like started the whole event, basically just from this tweet. Um that was like, hi, I'm looking for people to help with uh, a charity netplay event to uh, help raise funds for uh, Palestinians affected by the Israeli occupation forces and people who are uh, in Gaza or in the Gaza Strip. So um, I was just, I mean, netplay for Palestine was like a flash in the pan. It was like such a, it turned into such a big thing so quickly and no one on that original team could have ever imagined that it would get as big as it did. Like it was, there were so many people who were involved with it by the end of it. And literally all I did when I, when I, it first started, I was just like, yeah, sure. I'll help. I, I know how to like, uh, do some bracket stuff on smash GG. Like I can like, I, I can look at the settings and like change stuff, stuff like that. Um, and then very quickly, over the course of like a week and a half, it turned into one of the biggest events, online melee events ever. Yep. And I, it's one of the biggest, uh, it, it's one of the biggest charity events that melee's ever done in terms of how much money it's raised. It raised like twenty four or twenty five thousand dollars for the uh, Middle East Children's or Middle East Children's Alliance. I think I think the charity we did was called. So, I mean, it was just enormous, the amount of support that we got um, and how many people were involved with it. Uh, but, I mean, no, none of us could have expected it. And it was a really big learning experience for me. I learned so much from the people I worked with, like Axis, Nathan. I worked with Nathan and Jade for the for the first time on that event. Uh, shout outs. And I learned, yeah, shout outs to them. I learned so much from them that I've taken from that event. And then... Um, I think I saw some tweet or something like this where it's like, uh, you know, you've done something good as a TO when you see another TO take your idea, like 
just just take it and copy paste it onto theirs like (laughs) (laughs) and that's what i've been doing for the last ever since netplay for palestine i'm looking at netplay for palestine and i even did it for an unannounced event that's happening in like two weeks today i was looking at the netplay for palestine thing and i or smash gd page and looking at the discord and i was like what are some things i can take from this to make this event that's being planned right now even better um Anything I've done in any of my tournaments of any note is just something I've copied from Petra. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is just what TOs do. I think I remember seeing, like, like Dr. Z Sheridan, like, talking about this one time. He was like, I saw I saw um, the guys at Big House do something, and then, or guys for, for Big House do something, and then I was like, I gotta do that for Genesis. Like, it goes all the way up. Sometimes you just see, like, really clever uh event planning tactics and you're like i gotta i gotta do this too this is great um and i mean i didn't even have i had in the grand scheme of things for netplay for palestine i had like a minuscule part in all of it like everyone had their part that they were doing i had a minuscule part in it compared to some of the things some people were doing like save state and all uh uh all the commentary people like it it was crazy how big it became and like you said, a very successful event and one that even like even to see it on the Melee Stats video, the the Nintendo, oh, gosh, the, the yeah. game that Nintendo never wanted to make or I forget the exact title, but you can find it on the Melee Stats YouTube channel. It's a great video. And amongst all the big events, Netplay for Palestine was one of the ones shown. And yeah. I, I thought of you when I saw that because I, I knew that you were involved with it. I mean... Even if you say, oh, I, I didn't do all that much or I had a really small part to play, I just loved seeing that you were being like more heavily involved with it than, than I was. I mean, I was more of an observer for that event specifically, but it was so cool. It was so cool to see you get involved like that. Yeah, that video that Melee Stats made really touched me. Like I, especially seeing that Netplay for Palestine was included in that, that was, I mean, the video itself is just great. The whole thing's amazing. Even the title. I love the title of the video so much. Um, but yeah, seeing that there was awesome. Like it was really, it was like life changing to be a part of the team that put that together. Cause that's just something that you'll always remember. Like you, you helped make this thing that other people identified with and helped raise so much money for an amazing cause. Like that's, that's great. And it's like somewhat immortalized. That's really cool as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's like I, I, I was thinking about this today. I was like, if you go to a Smash Wiki, a Smash Wiki page for a tournament, or you go to a Liquidpedia page for a tournament, you can look at it and not know ever who like put those tournaments on. Like for some tournaments, it's like obvious, you know, for like Genesis or Evo or Big House or Shine or stuff like that. But for like smaller scale events you know local stuff or like regional stuff or online stuff like this it isn't always obvious who's like behind uh the scenes putting that stuff together and making sure that everyone has a good time and that the event runs well and i was just thinking like it it, it's really cool that they showed netplay for palestine and i wish more people like knew the people who were behind the scenes like putting on these great events even like in person and online stuff like it's a lot of work and I'm thankful for all the people who do it. And I was thankful I got to be a part of a team that did something so great like that. And 
although there wasn't a big follow-up event to the effect for net play for Palestine and either like a different charity event or to do another one for, for like a, for the <clears throat> like Palestinian cause either. I, I think of it as when a big tournament happens and I've seen some legendary tweets after big events. Like I remember, I remember Jade's after the big one, then I'm talking about rollback rumble, the big one, yeah. uh, just how, much of an intensive experience it was and how it would be great to actually sleep for the first time in like 72 hours and that kind of stuff of that it takes so much effort and i love trying my best to be able to have tios on as well as anybody else to the podcast because of all the work that it takes you have to do so many different things and wear a lot of different hats because it's not just copy paste a bracket copy paste everybody into chat into the like reporting matches and everything you have to do so much and it's about handling people as well it's not just a bunch of names and symbols on a computer screen and try to make it so that people want to come back or that they'll remember the event if it's a big one like netplay for palestine and it's just so much work like you were saying i really appreciate how the people who put on either weekly net play events, monthlies, or even try to do big stuff like East Coast Rollback Championships. Yo, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. And we'll get to that in, uh, in a minute. But Legs, I don't want to leave you without talking for a whole lot here. Your perspective of all this, does this help inspire you to start your own net play event? Because I don't know that you were running your tournament before net play for Palestine. I wasn't, and good God, was Petra working hard during that week. I was sleeping on the couch for like three nights because she kept having meetings like well past midnight with people. Um, no, I never had any intention to TO. I feel like every instance of me TOing, I've just sort of fallen into backwards by accident. I love every, <laughs> I love every moment of it, but I've never a moment in my life had the intention to do it. And so how's it been? You've been doing you've been doing your tournament for a while now and you have so many cool little things like artwork and rankings like how's it been? Yeah, season 2 is about to end now. So, how my tournament even got its ridiculous name was <clears throat> I'm in pretty much what I would consider like my main melee community outside of my locals is a Discord called the Training Lab, which is like mostly West Coast people, so I don't even know why I'm there. Um, back when I was joining like a tournament a day, I found this tournament and joined it and then realized it was US only. And so I joined the Discord to ask them to please let me play. And then I've just been there every day now since. And one week, it was the same thing that happened with Slippy Sauce. One week we woke up, the TO, the mod who would normally run the amateur bracket was just not there. And I was like, I've seen Petra, you smash G, I can do this. And so... Um, I was like, I'll just hold an amateur bracket today as long as some someone's not here at the same time so the five people who want to play Melee right now can play Melee because I want to play Melee too. Um, and then so I was like, yo, mods of this server, is it cool if I run this tournament? And the mod said, it's fine as long as you make it clear that it's not like a, like an official thing from the server. And so the server is called TTL. And so I was like, what, how, what words do I need to make my tournament be llt and then it's just plastered with llt is in no way affiliated with ttl all over the place <laughs> but then eventually the to went to um back to school and so he was like i have to put all the tournaments on hold and i was like well time to break llt out of the 
old rusty bin again because we had done LLT one and then we never done it again for like three months. And then when the TO finally went away, I was like, well, we can just start doing LLT again. It's fine. Um, and shout outs to everything about that tournament. I really just hold everything together. It's everything is done by like community members. I was drawing the art for the first two weeks just for fun because I had seen other TOs. I had seen Petra's friend uh, Green do art for tournaments, and I thought it was really cute every time. So I was like, I can do crappy doodles. But then after two weeks of it, everybody was like, oh, can I do a week? Can I do a week? And then I had like six weeks ahead booked with people doing the art, and I've never had to yes, do it please. again. Awesome. Yes, ab absolutely. I was like, take this off my plate. <laughs> and then someone else who was like, I've always wanted to stream tournaments. Can I be the streamer? I was like, absolutely. And so LLT is very much so a community-run event. Um, trying to like, like help people along with like building their own skills. That's so cool. It's great. I like that it's opportunities for people who want to play Melee can play Melee. People who want to do commentary can do commentary. People who want to do art can do art. It's very community-run, and I love everything about that. And then on top of that, an idiot from Pennsylvania is like coming up to you and saying, I have episodes. Can you upload them to the YouTube channel, please? For a little <laughs> while there. For a little while there, you were helping me with getting my audio-only episodes into a nice little a nice little template that had a little, well, I called the stick figure Jaden, climbing up to the top of the logo, my season two logo, planting a flag, having plugs, going back down. Oh, it was so much fun talking about that. But then I, I know that I know that it must have been annoying to get three or so messages a week of like, oh, it's ready. Uh, just do it when you can. Thank you. And we did that for a couple of months before I, before I was able to start doing like full video podcasts, if you will, being able to do that on, on YouTube. But I was very appreciative of the time that you took to help make the template and then upload it on a consistent basis on top of doing the Game Boy podcast that you help out with as well. It is incredible to me all the different things that you do, aside from having a job, aside from being at home with your wife and, and Petra and also, and also just have, like, I mean, breathing, eating, sleeping, how do you do all these things? It's insane to me. <laughs> I'm very thankful to everybody in my life who has particular skills that they lend to me because of all the time that it saves me. So I've always been of the mentality that if I can help somebody do something with like less pain and like time consumption that it would take them, then I see no reason ever to not do it. And which is how I get roped into pretty much everything I end up doing. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to sort of uh, take off your hands. I don't know how you looked at it when I said, Oh, we're good now. Sorry to cut off so quickly, but uh, I could do the video podcast stuff now. I mean, we never ever really debriefed. Did oh, projects come in and out of my life so fast that it's just like, I'm very used to that. No biggie, no biggie. <laughs> so now we're starting to get into the middle of the year towards the end of the year. This is when, this is when the quarantine was starting to peak out a little bit. We were all getting vaccinated and some, some IRL events started to pop up a little bit. I, I think I saw that you two went to a few and I just want to know what were those experiences like? And we'll start with you, Patra. Yeah, so um, it was, uh, unfortunately, for, for Nova Scotia, we didn't get, uh, we have still don't have Melee Weeklies. We, we did end up going to events, but we still don't have Melee Weeklies, and recently they got pushed back again. Tournaments aren't allowed in Nova Scotia for the time being. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, we went to our, we went to 
around like June, July, some tournaments started opening back up in New Brunswick, which is um, right beside Nova Scotia, and then Newfoundland, which is an island above Nova Scotia. They started getting in-person tournaments back. And so uh, in September, I think it was September 5th, uh, the people who run uh, Le Hub, which is a weekly in Moncton, New Brunswick, uh, uh, Mar and Sherlock, they uh, run Melee and Ultimate there, and they put together a regional, which was called Le Big Hub. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They're contractually obligated to have both English and French in their name because it's an English and French province. This is how I got inspired (laughs) to name my tournament. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so so they had Le Hub, which was uh, the, I think it's the, biggest uh i I, I might be wrong here i think it's the biggest melee tournament that we've had in like a few years at least um like like even pre-covid like i don't think kings of Halley got this amount of numbers for uh for melee but yeah they did lay big hub which was a super great experience it was my first time meeting a lot of people uh in in person uh especially mar uh who is an extremely good marth player he's the best He's been the best player in New Brunswick for uh, a few years now. Um, uh, and he used to run SOB Sundays, which is a tournament that I started TOing too. It was an online weekly on Sunday. Uh, so that's where I met him for the first time. He's a great guy, great TO, a great player. He got second place, I think, at Le Big Hub. Uh, that, was, that was my first in-person tournament since Shine 2018. It's the last in-person tournament I went to. Uh, this was Legs' first in-person tournament ever. I think we had done some uh, Smash Fest maybe once or twice before, but this was the first time Legs had been playing in tournament for the first time in person. Uh, I didn't go 0-2. Neither did I. Let's neither go. of us went 0-2. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was super fun. I ended up doing a bunch of commentary. I did commentary for top six, I think, or top eight with my friend King Pie High, who's a Fox player from Nova Scotia. Uh, and Nova Scotia ended up taking home the win. Uh, Kells, who's a very good, he's, uh, 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 it's hard to say that the top four in Nova Scotia are so close. Uh, Rick, Kells, Inky, Clumsy, and Kay, they're like, they, they always trade sets with each other, I feel like. And so it, it's hard to say who's the best, but Kells is very good and he ended up uh, beating Mar in grand finals of uh my big hub to take it home so it was and a great to commentate that. that's really cool no yeah i got to commentate it i i really like the marth ditto i know a lot of people especially marth players don't like the marth ditto but uh <laughs> i think it's really fun sorry <laughs> and uh oh, go ahead no i was <laughs> just I I I get the impression that anytime a Marth player comes across another Marth player, they say, Ugh, "Who's this person with a big sword like ruining all of my zoning options right now?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it, 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 I learned a lot about the matchup because, like, uh, a few weeks before then, it was Kadoran versus Zane at Summit Eleven, which was a crazy event. And I I saw so much cool stuff that I ended up seeing in a. The grand final is there too of Kells and Mar, so uh, it was really fun, really fun experience, like in person experience. They ran Project Plus, they ran Ultimate, they ran Melee. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time competing, uh, great time commentating, and they put on a great event. If, if for some reason you're you live in New Brunswick, 
uh, and you don't go to Lehub uh, and their their regionals that I'm sure they'll put on more of in 2022, then I don't know what's wrong with you. You, you have to go there because they run great tournaments and they have a great venue for it. So definitely make the trip over there to Moncton. Ah, you're making me want to go. Oh. It's not that far. Pencil or Pennsylvania to... I can at least drive there, possibly. Could be a long drive, but... If I'm yeah. willing to drive to the big house in October of next year, I, I should at least be willing to consider <laughs> Le Hub. I think they're planning... This isn't announced, but I, I think they're planning to do one early 2022, which, I mean, I, I feel like that just, like... Uh, it'll probably coincide somewhat with Genesis 8, which is unfortunate, but I'm definitely going to it if, it, if it's happening, because I'm... I, not gonna go to genesis 8 that's a lot more money <laughs> yeah. no i can't go to genesis well i can't go to genesis 8 because of time stuff either it's gonna be challenging yeah, yeah. i want to go to everything right in 2022 but then since i have a lot of obligations at home and at work i can't go out oh and the money <laughs> that too can't go that's out an important weekend. part it's very expensive going to majors i went to shine 2018 uh and I like lived, it was in Boston. I lived in Connecticut. So I was only like one state away and it was still very expensive just to go one state away to, to go to a major, but definitely worth it to go to at least one major. Yeah. So the big house is, is a for sure for me just because it's so far away that I can say that I'm going and I'll just make it work somehow. But then, yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll do some other things i want to what i really want to do as well is i want to go to new england stuff just drive up go to new england stuff like mbgr i want to go to the nightclub in new york city i want to go to xanadu even if <laughs> uh, even if it's not the same amount of prestige i want to i want to go to stuff on like tri-state area in, in new england and just bomb at somebody's house for a night or two to see if i can just kind of get an idea of all these local stuff but so one question I think is interesting talking about going to an in-person event, whether it's Le Hub or Le Big Hub, and then you have to go back to playing Netplay because varying levels of COVID, varying levels of the variants, it just means that there's going to be times where, yeah, everything's okay enough. We can do social distancing. We can wear masks. We can be vaccinated. And then other times it's, we got to stay home. So, and I'll start with you legs. How is it going from a really awesome experience in person to saying, okay, well, we're not going to be able to do that for a little while. Let's go back to net play. Fine by me. This is my norm. So I'm comfortable with this. Oh my god. We have good, we have like such constant tournaments and I have such constant stuff. And like, I get to play all of my locals cause I can just ping them and ask them if they want to play. We have smash fest sometimes now that just like, it sucks, but I, I have no concept of like what an IRL weekly is like. So I don't really even know what I'm missing. And for you, Petra. I love netplay. I love it. It's great. So many cool people you can play from all around. But I am craving an in-person weekly so badly. I just want... I, I personally enjoy playing on CRT or a very good monitor setup much more than playing on PC. Um, it's not that I have a, like a bad PC or anything like that. I just, I just prefer playing on CRT a lot more. Um... So it sucks for sure, because I mean, we went to Le Big Hub in September, and in uh, November we had another tournament, Eastside Rally, that was like our first bit tournament back. It was a bar tournament, 
uh, and that was great. Had a lot of, we had like 30 something people, even more people who were just hanging out and playing. Uh, and then like, you know, a few weeks, that was a few weeks ago and now it's, well, we can't have tournaments anymore. So it sucks. I, I don't like going back and forth. I wish I could just pick one. Uh, and it sucks. It sucks feeling like I, like I, cause you have to practice on CRT to like get the feeling of CRT. Uh, and it's, it sucks like not knowing when I need to practice on CRT because I don't know. Everything's so uncertain with whether we'll get stuff back and then all the COVID stuff. It's unfortunate, but... It is hard to remain consistently optimistic. It The reason why 717, which is what the like the Lancaster, yeah. Harrisburg region is called, and, and, and we call it Central PA. This is a wild concept to me, by the way. We are East PA, Eastern PA, and... Most people assume Philadelphia, but come on, we're barely 70 miles away. It's not like we're in State College, which to <laughs> me is Central PA. And then you have Pittsburgh, which is obviously Midwest for some weird reason. But all that to say, in the 717 area, we didn't have a weekly until like the end of September on a or the beginning of, yeah, somewhere in there where we were looking for a venue the entire summer. We couldn't find one that because Lancaster County is one of those counties where there's a lot of people who don't believe in uh, vaccination requirements and mask wearing and such. So there was a venue yeah. there was a venue that we finally found that allowed for vaccination requirement and mask requirement as compared to, you know, the the wink wink recommend but really it doesn't matter sort of procedure. It's more of like no, you just you just got to do it. And we've been able to have weeklies somewhat consistently because the venue's nice, but then they do other stuff. So sometimes they say, you can't have a tournament this upcoming Saturday. And we all go, oh, but I've been able to somewhat consistently go to that. And it's been an amazing experience. Not because we have, uh, we will occasionally have four people, including myself show up and we'll just play round Robin and we'll do that for two and a half hours. And then we'll call it a day. And that's, but that that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter to me. It's so much fun because playing in person with other people, because I don't have a good enough computer to play net play on a level that I'm happy with. Eventually I'm hoping to get one that does that for me. But to me, there's just too much of a disconnect. So I really only play melee in person on Saturdays when I'm able to get out to the local, the weekly. And that's been amazing for me. Uh, even if I'm not, even if every week I go, I say to myself, oh no, I'm not really getting better because I haven't played for a week. It's still an awesome experience. And I tell myself, that's because you haven't been practicing. It's your fault, Jesse. It's your fault. <laughs> so yeah, I, I know what you mean. When I, when I started in 2015 in North Carolina, it was like, the scene wasn't dead or anything, but it, I mean, it was just that kind of thing where it's like, we go to the venue and there's like, maybe like seven or eight people show up, but it doesn't matter because you're just having fun. And it still doesn't matter if there's seven or eight people or if there's 30 people, like Melee is just fun to play in person. It, it, and that feeling can't really be rec replicated online, which is part of the reason why I don't like playing online that much. I keep it to a minimum. Uh, I really only play in my like online region locked tournament that I run. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, the feeling's just different in person. It's a really nice feeling. But then we have some really cool, exciting netplay stuff that's going to happen even into even into the new year. First of all, I like the idea, especially for region-locked events, but 
I like the idea of online qualifiers as well, or East Coast Rollback Championships. How did how did this happen? Because I see this on my timeline. I think you were the one who retweeted it, and I saw it that way. Slippy Sauce is involved, so that's really cool. How did how did this come to be, Petra? Yeah, so I mean, I I have I didn't put this together. East Coast Rollback Championships. I didn't put it together. It's uh, I think it's a it's like a triple thing between heart swap tv and all chat who runs the salt mine which is a, a recent weekly that's popped up that's doing really well and then uh they're called conduit gaming now i think not yes Pre-Stab conduit gaming. gaming yes you're right mm-hmm. conduit used to be gaming, yeah. gaming yep yeah so so i mean i remember seeing this this back in when is it uh back in november and i i saw that uh uh, December 1st, 2021, a celebration of the tournaments we grew to love during the pandemic. East Coast Melee players will not be bored this winter. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. But then I was like, oh, I know I'm not really popular. I know Slippy Sauce isn't really popular. I know it's region locked, but I was like, oh, we've been running longer than some of the tournaments they included on this this list. Because it was, it was Calvar Cup, Salt Mine, the Net Club, East Coast Fridays, Calibration. I think the only thing that's been running longer than Slippy Sauce is East Coast Fridays. Because Slippy Sauce has been running all of 2021, pretty much every weekend. Let's um, go. Yeah. Um, so I saw that and I was like, ugh. That's, it's a little unfortunate that like we won't get to the same, like some representation for this this region of the East Coast that's like so under... It goes so undernoticed. We're like a wild card region, basically. No one cares that much about our region or like uh, acknowledges that it, it exists. But then I see that they, they like actually announce it December 14th. And I see, what is it? It's this thing about sanctioned weeklies. And I'm like, oh, interesting. I should go DM the person who put this together and see if I can get slippy sauce sanctioned as a weekly. Yes. It didn't take that long. I just sent a DM to melee sad posts who uh, is like the founder of heart swap TV. And I was like, hi, I mean, we could do this and I could open it to like the rest of Eastern Canada. And it can be like the Canadian weekly for this. So people can quali- get points to qualify for the finals. Uh, and they were like, yeah, do it. <laughs> and it didn't take very long. It, I just they, they sent me like the advertising, like the PNGs to to use on the tournament stuff, and I just it was done, which is really hype. Like, because uh, we get, I really hope that some Atlantic Canadian players get in this through the circuit points. Uh, I get into the finals through the points. I think that would be really really cool. And that's the only reason I did it. I, I didn't really like want slippy sauce to get any bigger than it was i didn't i didn't want anyone to be like yeah you're doing a good job with slippy sauce you here you go here's like you know some acknowledgement i just wanted to give this uh this uh opportunity to like the really good players here to have some more people like see how good they are at this game and that's, and that's such a that's such a cool thing doing. that you were able to make that happen and so this is an interesting this is an interesting thing where it's you're trying to have players from your region be better represented on a more on a more noticeable scale even if this is a sort of newish event i imagine that east coast rollback championships will probably start to inspire something on the west coast hopefully hopefully there'll be stuff that sort of starts to crop up in the in 2022 that 
lends itself to saying there are players all around. It's not just, okay, look, it's not just Aklo and Logan who are really good on net play <laughs> and also are really good in person at big events. There are so many players that are like that, that have that potential because they play so much and they win around the players that they, that they can net play with consistently and so on. want to be able to lift those players up to have better and bigger opportunities. So you, inserting slippy sauce into that is really really cool and so i'm interested in a couple of things i want to apply this to smash world tour which is coming up this weekend and i'll start with you legs because you don't really like watching the big melee you like to watch the little melee the locals the underground kind of stuff if you will but when it comes to all different kinds of players from around the world gathering to play (laughs) gathering in the name of melee to play in a big old championship kind of bracket, will you be paying attention at all to this? Or are you just only interested in the fact that players like Jcam and Chape, the Ingen, Amsa, Nikki and Pipsqueak, that all these different players get to play against the North American players? I'll be honest, I probably won't watch a single set except for whatever Petra <laughs> makes me. I bet Petra will tell me about a bunch of it and it'll be super hyped to hear about it, but the only <laughs> may I'll probably watch is the Finland Helsinki Ultimate Weekly. Woohoo! <laughs> That answers my question then, because <laughs> I, I don't want you to feel neglected and either of you to feel neglected in the inter- interview process. But then, I mean, come on, Petra, what do you think about this Smash World Tour thing? Are you excited for this or is it just sort of a, you know, just pretty chill end of the year event? There's no puff players that have qualified right now. So I feel like <gasps> low percent <laughs> chance that, oh, no, wait. It's just HBox. Oh, there I was about H-box to say, about. like, hungry, like Two Saint, I thought Two Saint was <laughs> flying down for last chance qualifiers oh yeah yeah it's last chance qualifiers well they'll beat those players but i think it's i don't know what top uh how many people like top whatever gets uh eight okay so top all top eight qualifies from the last chance qualifier you saying could top eight a last chance qualifier bracket come on two oh please please yeah i think two could do that for sure but the, the fact that <laughs> there isn't that many uh puff players is definitely hurting the chances of legs caring about this bracket <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> i always tell her when there are puff players playing on stream and she watches it but i don't think fox, fox Dittos do it for her <laughs> yeah fox Dittos are tough i if you love if you love puff it's kind of hard to move on from on from that to two fox or a spacey's matchup or falcon or whoever i saw yeah, one yeah. set of summit and it was a fox Ditto, and it was excruciating what set boring. was it uh, Leffen and IBDW. Excruciating. And IBDW. You didn't even like the that spaghetti of that set. set? That was such a fun set for spaghetti reasons. I can watch Fox spam up tilt anywhere. <laughs> Ooh, tell them, legs. Tell them. <laughs> that's different for me just because I know that I love watching basically. I mean, I do literally mean almost every single form of melee that comes across my screen. If I like the storyline or the players, I can watch the characters. I guess if I don't know the two players and I'm not familiar with them, maybe it's slightly harder. But I mean, I'm even intrigued by two, like an Ice Climber's Ditto, just because how often do you get to see that? And then they're trying to actively avoid being grabbed by each other. I don't know. Now, an Icy's Ditto I would watch. (laughs) she only likes floaties that's what we've learned is roy a floaty or is roy not a floaty Hmm. 
I would say he isn't. He's in like the middle. He's in like the middle tier in between fast fallers and floaty characters. But I would argue he's really different from Marth in that sense because you're right. I would say that he's getting kind of close to fast faller because I see some of those. Yeah. I see some of those um the B and D games where they're like who's getting comboed, oh, right? Those videos are so good. They're so good, so good. Yeah. But like most of the time, when I think it's a falcon or a fox, turns out the character being comboed is Roy because Roy's like the perfect <laughs> secret hidden character to combo because of how much juggle food that character is. Yeah. Well, anywho, uh, I think for Smash World Tour, just to sort of say my piece on it, I really want to see Mewtwo King get into the final bracket just because that'd be really cool to see. And then, oh, yeah. And then Two Saint, because, you know, Two Saint's a Puff player. I love Puffs, by the way. That That is still very true. I got into Melee because of Hungrybox, so love watching Puff. And uh, it is a shame that in terms of the f- 32 players that are in right now, it's just Hbox, but... Let's go to Saint. Anybody else that decides to go. I also want to see J Mook get involved because I think I think J Mook, the chic player from upstate New York, is going to be going down for last chance qualifiers. That would be super cool to see. And then we'll just look on to Genesis. Genesis is going to be really cool as well. But I could be talking about the world ending and Legs is going, why should I care? This is big melee stuff what is your favorite besides the fenland event you were talking about legs what's your favorite local to watch um oh god it's gotta be it's gotta be la big hub or la hub they have the commentators always seem like it's just whoever accidentally wandered into the room <laughs> shout outs to brad cosmetics shout outs to amazing. hyper the new puff from new brunswick amazing commentator so good also very good falcon it's okay you didn't have to say you didn't have to say raise the bar in in lancaster pa it's not, <laughs> it's not a big deal but i haven't caught any of yours yet yes i, I told will, her about the last one when you had sent it in the firepuff server I, I will try to commentate more of it i usually just try to play friendlies and not commentate but i really should do more commentating because since i podcast about melee i should also commentate melee should well, Probably. Oh, also that Boston Weekly, the Alston Melee guys run. Everyone there seems like they're drunk all the time, and I like that. <laughs> yeah. NPGR, N- shout outs. No, NGPR, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a great Shout to Glock and my Toyota for having the best tag in Melee. That's a really good tag. I really like that tag. Shout outs to Stock Money, whose birthday is today, turning 25, who seeds that tournament. So happy birthday, happy Stock birthday. Money. Uh, another good local, Verdugo. It happens pretty late for people on the East Coast, but that local is always stacked. France. Um, yeah, that 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 tournament's awesome. I love watching that every week because I get to see Fiction. I think Fiction's Falco's super sick, so it's cool. That's like the only spacey that's been able to sneak into your life, it sounds like. For, wait for me i love watching spacey players i just especially also like the, i like the way fiction thinks about melee i watched like probably every single one of his like lessons that he's uploaded to youtube sorry my that, guy, that guy's one video about ice climbers taught me more than every friendly i've ever played oh yeah he has a great series about like breaking down ice climbers and what they can do and like the ai of mana and stuff like that very very informative video if you don't know anything about ice climbers 
it's one of the one of the things that happens when an ice climbers or a Yoshi or another less ish played character comes up is everybody gets mad at the commentators. So it sounds like that would be something I need to watch. Fiction yes. ice climbers. If I look that up, besides all the there's a set that fiction lost very famously to an ice climber. I want to say bananas, but I can't remember where fiction didn't lose to the character, but then it was bananas or another ice climbers player that finally beat fiction and everybody freaked out. But uh, yeah, hopefully it looks that'll like be it's bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime down the line. Wow. What happened? To no, bananas? yeah. Uh, okay. 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 It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm not super upset that wobbling got banned. I just, I don't know. Sometimes I want it back. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes I think I want it back, but I've never so been wobbled. Have you ever been wobbled? You, no. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you, you, you're not allowed to have an opinion on that. Whenever I say anything about wobbling, Petra's like, you've never been wobbled. You're not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> I just need to have somebody wobble me in a friendly. Yeah, not no, a no, 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 no. You have to get wobbled in tournament for it to count. Uh, so can I gentlemen, not gentlemen to a counterpick stage, but gentlemen to a wobbling bracket set? I don't know why you'd do that, but if I was the TO, I would not say no to that. I think I'm sure. Gonna... I mean, it's just making the experience worse for you. <laughs> I think that I would have so much fun trying not to get grabbed and then getting grabbed and going, oh man, because I, yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> my whole identity is not tied to my bracket results just yet. So I go 0 and 2 pretty consistently, occasionally score the 1 and 2, whoop, whoop, but it's mostly 0 and 2. Whoop, whoop. And it do be that way sometimes. I'm, I'm good with that. I'll work with that. Getting in the direction of closing up, though. I think the the last thing to sort of talk about is just what you would be, not to be too sappy about it, but just what you would be thankful for because I'm looking back on this year and this is really my first actively involved in the Melee community year. It's the first year of me doing the podcast. I started in January of this year. I think about all the people that I've been able to talk to, I've been able to meet. I think of you, Legs, you, Petra, both really cool people that I've been able to meet and not that I attend Slippy Sauce or that I go to Legs Le tournament or that I actively am talking to you guys, uh, to you ladies all the time, excuse me, but it's been really cool to get to know you even from a semi-distance, parasocially, if you will. So I'm really, really thankful <laughs> for that. I'm really thankful that you both came onto the show, even though one of you is a technically a chat bot, if you, if you want to say that. So I'm really thankful for, for you two and thankful for the podcast, that kind of stuff. So what would you sort of wax poetic about right now? I've had such a, this is also my first year really being involved with the Melee community as well, because really I only came to this year at all. Um, and I've been incredibly thankful to so many people since I've joined. It reminds me so much of the speedrunning community as well, because like, it always feels like everybody else's biggest concern, even more so than themselves getting better sometimes, is the people around them getting better. All of the different like amateur tournaments I've been in, seeing all these people like very invested in just their friends getting better at the game is just been so awesome to see. I'm incredibly thankful for TTL for like absorbing me into their community, even though I'm just some strange Canadian who had no relation to any of them at all. To the local scene for like all of the people here for being welcoming to me and Petra. Everybody has been so welcoming to me and Petra this year. Um and so open to us, like, helping and TOing with everything as well. And to, like, everybody who's running amateur tournaments, all of the, like, nobody TOs that are running these amateur tournaments for people, 
there it's never been a better time to be a melee player and petra reminds me about how it didn't used to be this good yeah i'll have it good now got all these amateur tournaments i play a dude in i play a dude in france just because he's nice yeah <laughs> it's so easy to get into melee now so many different communities you can become a part of There's so many opportunities to play people around your level so many like people who will help you with learning all the different things about this game it's really great so i'll yeah. make two more shout outs that i want to make sure that i make without i'll feel so bad if i hadn't shout outs to jay <laughs> bobson aka jesse who runs raise the bar and curtis who also helps to run raise the bar the weekly that i go to very appreciative to them for being able to to forge forward and drag the other six or seven of us into every every local i'm always proud to be one of the people bringing a setup every single week because that's what i do got the crt got the gamecube got the, the, the homie 20xx memory card thing i don't get a homie venue fee waived it always i always have to pay it still but i'm still happy to support <laughs> any way that i can <laughs> And then shout outs to the Fire Nation Discord or the Yoshi Nation Discord. That's the battle currently going <laughs> on right now. Fire Puff 12 has been so nice to me. He's like someone who, I mean this in the nicest possible way, is a super connector. And in, in a podcast that I listened to this year, like a one-off, I've never listened to the show again, but there was a podcast episode somebody told me to listen to about networking and I don't like the whole idea of networking just specifically to get something out of somebody. Like I'll talk to somebody because I just want to talk to them and maybe we can do the whole grimy networky stuff later, but I just want to talk to people first. But Firepuff 12 is a super connector because he's the kind of person who will introduce you to other people who will actively say, oh, you know what? As I talk to you, A, I know someone, B, I got to need to put A and B together. That'll just happen naturally. And Firepuff 12 has been super, super nice about making me feel welcome anywhere we happen to cross paths, especially in the Fire Nation Discord and connecting me to people who I've had come onto the podcast. So Firepuff 12 is such a homie, such a cool person. So shout outs to Firepuff 12. Yeah, Fire's great. Nope. I, I, I'd say that you're kind of like that too with this podcast you you like connect all the dots between all the different regions and melee like in some podcasts you'll bring up like like atlantic canada you'll bring up the episode you do with me and i'm like well, i didn't expect that but you're just you're really good at connecting all the different people who play melee all around the world and it's it's really cool i even got to talk to a few people from japan how cool is that Woo! yeah so I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping to continue to do that because anywhere where somebody plays melee is automatically interesting and cool to me. So for you two, such cool and interesting people. Thank you so much for being on with me today for this episode. Let's roll out the red carpet. Let's make sure that people can find you. So we'll start off with you, Petra. Where can the listeners and watchers find you? Um, you can follow my Twitter at, at Petricide. Uh yeah, I don't really do much on there except post that uh, I post like random weird Fox stuff that I've left, but mainly post about the events that I'm helping run uh, and cool clips that I get. Uh, and if you're in uh, the Atlantic provinces of Canada or you're in Quebec, Ontario or Manitoba, you 
uh, and you want to like play in an event from January 3rd to January or January 3rd to February 14th, you can enter Slippy Sauce, which will be open to all of Eastern Canada. Uh, you can just enter it just if you want to play. Uh, but if you're a, you know a really good player, uh, you can use that event to get circuit points for the bigger event, uh, the East Coast Rollback Championships, which has a, like a thousand dollar prize pool. Like it's gonna be a big event. Uh, yeah, as far none. as like, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, none. Enter Slippy Sauce. Enter Slippy Sauce. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you if you live in those provinces, uh, come and play some melee. I'm probably gonna be posting about it somewhere in the uh, discords for those regions. Um, I did get to do shoutouts, so I'll do some shoutouts. Uh, oh, shout sorry. To... Yes, please go ahead. <laughs> uh, shoutouts to uh, Dirt Crew, which is mine and Legs's crew Woo! of melee players. Dirt, dirt, dirt. <laughs> uh, shout out to Nerve and Yiggs and Weefles, who are currently the other members of Dirt Crew, along with me and Legs. Um, all very good and very cool melee players. Uh, playing with them. Uh, shout out to all my practice partners who have helped me get better over this year, like Tanner, Polyphony, people like that. Um, uh, and like, like I said, shout out to the Atlantic Canadian community for being so supportive of me taking over the tournament. And uh, just in general, they, they always support the stream. Every uh, time it's up, They, I give people commentating. Shout out to Tegan, and False, or Tegan Falsatelli and Brad, who... Uh, always pretty much lately have been commentating every week, which is super great because I have no desire to do commentary. Um, shout outs for the, the good players entering to get other people to enter, uh, making it more exciting in general. Um, yeah, it's it's been a great year for Melee. I've really enjoyed myself and uh, have a lot of fun. And then Legs, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find all my contact information and any random project that I'm working on on my website, which is sprintinglegs.com. And if you have any manuals for Game Boy games in your mom's attic, uh, you should reach out to me. Noted. <laughs> all of those will be in the description of the podcast episode below or the YouTube description below of what you're currently using to listen. You can find, yes, at Sprinting Legs at Petraside, or just go to sprintinglegs.com. And so, Petra, Legs, thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Oh, also shout-outs to Alston Melee. They're they're really great. They've been a great... Uh, I've helped them with stuff and supported them, and they're, uh, they're really great. Love that group of guys. Okay, so... Thanks for having us. Yes, yes, thank you. And Let's just do one more shout out to T Kano or TK Kano. I forget. Oh yeah, T Kano. Yeah. Yes, T Kano. Editor for Alston Melee. <clears throat> I want, I want Alston Melee. T Kano, can you please just? I'm like in such dire need of my Alston Melee fix, and I'm trying so hard to be patient. I I went onto the MPGR uh, Twitch stream recently just to just to hear. Mike, aka Cave Lemon, talk about melee for a little while because I, I missed the sound of his voice. <laughs> this need, yeah, Austin melee back in my life, but I'll be patient. I'm, I'm being patient. I'm being patient. I'm being patient. <clears throat> Me too. I want a new Austin melee podcast so bad. So bad. 
So. <laughs> yes, okay. But yes, we'll cut. Uh,